I, I, I maybe I did play it just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. I will be your father. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his, his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. After further review, we got David the Man and God Harris on the phone lines, and let's get straight to it. Soccer and the drawing yeah. for USA uh, men's team. Well, David, I do have a question for you as you being our show's resident soccerista from another soccerista, friend of the show, Chris Schultz. Were you up at uh, 7 a.m. to watch a Liverpool game? No, I don't watch, you know bandwagon clubs <laughs> uh, but i i do listen i do listen i do wow, listen to the match fired. well i i because I, I know you're i i well i think chris was wanting to know because he i guess he's a liverpool fan i know you're i know you're a tottenham fan yeah no i mean i i listen to the matches when i can't watch them and they probably you know eked out eked out a win that they probably didn't deserve got a penalty that you know all the rich teams get we're just going to call a spade a spade. And yeah. Wow. I mean, David, you just basically threw a shot at somebody saying the bandwagon team. I mean, just low. Just fire it. Well, I mean, if you support Liverpool at Manchester United, you're basically a glory hunter. And because those are the those are the jerseys that we see in Dick's Sporting Goods. Like all the like Sporting Goods. So, I mean, it's easy to support someone that has, you know, "Quote unquote rich tradition and the wins all the time." Man. Wait, Dave, 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 wow, wow. That's why there's so many Lakers <laughs> fans and Yankee fans. But just uh-huh. load. I mean, but David, dude, just just load up the clip. Maybe he really likes the way they play. Soccer. I that they're a fanboy. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think when can, I can, can, can I can he answer that? Why, I, I, why is he got to be a fanboy? I mean, heck, when I, mean, I when I when I was actually in England about. 17 years ago, I found, I found a soccer jersey that I really liked. I didn't know, I really didn't know which club it belonged to. And I didn't find out until probably damn near 10 years later that it was Real Madrid. Yeah, this is I mean, back in 2005. It's like, okay, I don't really give, I really don't give a hoot who it is. I don't even watch like the Premier League or UEFA or anything what, what like that. What about CONCACAF? I mean, usually when people, Buy jerseys like it, like it varies. Like if you're new to the sport, you're going to find like those clubs 
like you know, like it's with any sport. People gravitate to the teams that are successful. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying, kind of, it's like the easy way. Oh, I support a team that wins all the time. I mean, like, like that's just for me. Like no, that's feel, why, I, like I, that's I, why we like judge Cowboys fans, and you know, I feel you and everything. People that were Chicago, I, was surprised, you know. I was surprised you didn't say anything about Chelsea because I hear people say that uh, that Chelsea is basically like the Duke of uh, soccer. Well, I mean, Chelsea is up there. Manchester City's bought their fans, if we're just going to call a spade a spade, <laughs> because their success only happened because they bought their way to championships, similar to the way Chelsea has bought their way to championships for the last twenty years. That's just facts. So, I mean, similar. I'm not saying Liverpool bought their championship because they actually have, like, consistent success. But more recently, if we're just going to call Spade a Spade. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go on. Wow. Always something on after further review. Uh, yeah, so but... your thoughts on the on the drawings for the World, the World Cup. I got to ask you, how shocked were you that the United States is in the same group as not Ghana? Or as some people say in Columbus, Gahanna. Some people say, Ghana, you know, the city Ghana, well, the island country Ghana, but then there's right. Gahanna. Some people call it Gahanna. <laughs> but people in Columbus will say, it's Gahanna. Yeah. Keep going, David. I was a little surprised at the final draw that Ghana didn't end up in our group just because we have that historical kind of we're linked to the hip. But as soon as England drew, or as soon as our name got drew on. I think a lot of people are saying, oh, we're probably going to end up in the group with England. It just yeah, seemed like well, fate was going to be inevitable. <laughs> so there's that historical rivalry. Our group is basically, if you're into like geopolitics, this is the group for us because it's United States, England, Iran, and then depending on who comes out of the playoffs, it could be either Wales, Scotland, or Ukraine. And so... A lot of people are thinking that Ukraine is the Cinderella uh, story. They want Ukraine to win. They want, you know, the world is rooting for them, obviously, with what's happening currently. But I think we're in a pretty manageable group. You couldn't argue. You could argue that this is the second easiest group outside of the one the Netherlands is in with kind of Group A and Qatar with Senegal and, and Ecuador. So, I mean, that's obviously the easiest group, but I think Group B is, it's hard to argue that it's not a favorable draw for England and the United States. Now, does that mean that automatically we're going to go through? Absolutely not. Because I think people are overlooking Iran and thinking that, oh, they're just a team, you know, from the Asian Confederation. But Iran has played some tough competition over past couple of years. So they're going to be a hard out. If you look at any of the three teams that could possibly make it from the playoffs, they're all physical teams, which the United States is not good with physicality as we've, and it's a different kind of physicality than what we're used to seeing in CONCACAF. So I think for us, if we get second out of the group, that's probably our best case scenario. I don't think beating England, we, we might beat any of the, Three, but that could easily be a draw, and we'll struggle to beat around. But I think that we could beat them. So at best, we're looking at six points out of the group. Um, maybe five or four, or not five. Uh, yeah, maybe five if we draw with England. So two draws and a win. Uh, 
but yeah, I think it's a favorable job. And from what I've heard so far, the expectation is that, you know, we're going to get out of the group and then we're going to probably get to the round of 16. And that's kind of best case scenario. Well, David, let me ask you about this whole uh, these these this whole playoff stuff, like in Group B, also Group D and Group E. Is that kind of is that kind of like this whole whole deal, this whole uh, tournaments deal, kind of like a, a play in in game or the NBA's play in tournament that they've adopted, or is this something that they've done in the past? No, this is exactly, and that was the reference. That's the um, best case scenario that I was thinking for this. It's a it's like the play-in game. So equating this to March Madness, these are all the play-in tournaments, and like that, you automatically know that that's where they're going to be. So similar to the brackets, they're just going to fill in. So you just got to play them. They're going to be in June. Um, so you get a chance to kind of, I guess, scout your competition a little bit before the World Cup, which begins in November. But I think it's. With, with how FIFA wants to improve and kind of expand this competition, we're going to, it's going to take longer. Or This is just a precursor for how long it's going to take for when there's a 48-team World Cup. So I understand the playing game. I kind of like the idea because you have certain, like they always try to do the crossover confederation kind of thing. Um. And we'll see which of the three can play, or that will end up in a group that we end up playing. Now, which group do you think is the group of death? But by default, I guess you would have to say um, Spain, Germany. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I that was one. Think, but I was thinking yeah, the same again, thing as like, well. I just hate the term "group of death." I just feel like. Eh. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of been outplayed. Like I understand why people do it, and kind of something that people can connect onto, and people can you know, like oh, group of death, group of death. But like this, this year there aren't really like they're like group of like, kind of hospital and serious condition. I guess mm-hmm. you could say, or like group of in critical condition, but you know. Probably or just say the, to the toughest, the toughest group where her, whoever comes out of there, it's basically a murderer's row. Yeah, and I, and I think you could probably say that that is kind of the group with Spain and Germany. Um, the only other thing that I could think of, just because it's so even, is probably Group G with Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Just because it's not so much a cakewalk for Brazil, because of Serbia is always a tough draw. Switzerland, on their best day, they could step up to the competition and kind of get an upset. Cameroon, off obviously, is a tough physical side. So, I mean, there are some good quality groups. I think people are going to gravitate to Group G or or even um, even Group F with Belgium and kind of Canada, who was the best team in our region, and then Croatia, who just went to the finals. So, I mean, there it's a lot of tough groups, and I think this year's World Cup will definitely be one to watch. 
Well, spe- well, speaking of Canada, I think BetMGM kind of released some early odds to win the whole thing, and a lot of people were saying the at Canada at plus twenty thousand would probably be one people should hammer if they're betting. Thing, I mean, I'm not sure how if much you've paid attention to odds, but let's say if you if you were a betting man, who would be a good bet f- to place on? None of the CONCACAF teams, none of the Asian teams, none of the African teams, if we're just going to be honest. Maybe you can throw a bet Brazil's way, but you have to go with the, the normal favorites, the Frances, the Spains, the Germanys. Um, I don't think Portugal will probably, it should probably be in there. Um, but yeah, I would say throw a bet France, Spain, Germany. Argentina, Brazil, like those top five. Who who do you think is a who do you think is the dark horse? I'm going to say Belgium, and a lot of people are saying, "Well, Belgium was before this week or before the last couple of weeks the number one ranked team in the country." They're they're kind of like the Gonzaga ranked, where like they were one, but they no one really they thinks didn't that they're anybody the best with team. A pulse. <laughs> Yeah, and they like they have consistent track record of you know pooping the hammer and you know shooting themselves in the foot when it comes time to winning actually you know legitimate competitions going up against the other elite. So I would put Belgium in there until they win something, then they will always be for at least for me in that second tier of yes they have great players, but where's your trophies? Where? Where is your success? Where's your sustained success? But also, kind of going back to how this whole thing is going to be in November now. Now, I was actually talking to a friend of mine who's a soccer niece. He attends the University of Ole Miss and made mention how the United States and England are going to be playing on Black Friday. <laughs> how, 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 how many eyes do you think are going to be on the TV, especially since... There's real. I, there's really like no big college football games on that day. I mean, unless you're, unless you're going to count Iowa and Nebraska or Florida State and Florida. Do you think? Do you think that USA and England on Black Friday is going to be the most watched uh, World Cup game in TV history in the United States? Absolutely, and just for the reasons that you mentioned, because there's no other. No other comparable in terms of high-quality sporting events that are happening. It's a day that everyone's going to be at home because people are, you know, day after Thanksgiving, people are going to be home unless you have to work Black Friday. But even then, I'm sure it'll be on stores. It's the two best teams of the group. There's history between England and the United States in terms of this competition. So, yeah, I think it would be highly rated and everyone's going to want to watch because that, that match is going to decide who wins the group. And for me, I would I would expect that that's going to be the highest rated yeah, football match in in American sports history. And yeah. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be different being uh, much later in the year because I think we're also used to it being in the summertime, but since it's in Cotter, the summer summertime it's hotter than hell over there. <laughs> There, so it'll, I think that's going to be something different. But, but me, is this going to the whole thing is going to 
Is it going to wrap up before or after Christmas? It'll be uh, the week before Christmas. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so the week before Christmas. And like as as it's been said, like since the draw happened, it's a money grab. We all know the reason why they got the World Cup, similar to why Russia got the World Cup in 2018. It's money. It's there's no other reason that Qatar would be hosting a World Cup other than money, and it's the corrupt FIFA was corrupt. A lot of people say that they're still corrupt. I'm one of them, but they did it because for those that were in charge, they're like this is the going to be the best thing for our buck. Um, and so now we have to deal with a World Cup that is in the midst of a lot of the European. A lot of the global soccer calendars, not even just the European, just kind of, you got to think about kind of Asian calendar, um, some in North America that play, or in the Americas that play year round. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. But isn't it a 2026 when uh, North America is supposed to host this? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, but I think also, too, with it being in, like, November, December, you know I mean, you're not going to – it's not likely you're going to be going up against – I mean, this will all be done before the college football playoff gets going. And, I mean, I don't know how many times there's going to be Sunday games where they're having to compete with the NFL – I mean, I think that's pro- that's probably something that's going to be interesting to watch uh, how they battle out for ratings. But you're not going to. I mean, NBA season will just be getting started. NHL will be getting started. Baseball will obviously be over. College basketball will just be getting going. So I mean, I think probably the f- at first, hers for like the o- opening matches. I think it's going to be ratings are good. But I think if you get into the Sundays where NFL is playing, I think that's where you might have a little bit of a drop off. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, football is always going to be like American football is always going to take precedent in the United States over over world football. I mean, that's just even when we think about like the difference between MLS and um, kind of some of the high, not even the higher profile MLS games, but MLS thinking about and then the other American sports, like how it's always a second tier. So, but yeah, I think. I think the diehards are obviously going to watch it, and it's going to be something that can actually, I think the time of the year might actually pull people in because it's something to watch other than kind of football because, like you said, it's right before um, basketball really kicks up in earnest for both pro and college. So, yeah, I think I think it'll be good. And I'm expecting us, I'm expecting it to be a good World Cup. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you too. So, oh uh, well, definitely, we'll see how it goes. And I know probably come June he'll be uh, probably talking about the whole play-in game deals and who ends up coming out of that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, we'll have another conversation because then we'll know the four team and we can really do like a full, honest evaluation. But I can just, I can probably just you know spill the teas or spill the bag right now. I mean, best case scenario, we get to the round of 16. Mm. Like that's best case scenario for us. A lot of people are going to say, oh, we can probably make it to the round of eight or the quarterfinals. Unless 
think unless we get a really favorable draw, I I don't see it. I think on sixteens probably kind of where or where we are destined to be, which again isn't a bad thing. It's just kind of how the cookie crumbles. Yeah. So we'll. I guess it'll be interesting to see. So uh, I guess we'll. Then I'll switch over to American football. You've got Mock Draft 2.0 coming up next. Mock Draft 2.0. I'm uh, looking forward to that. So, Derek, we got a break lined up. Oh, yeah, we got a break lined up. So, once again, always listen to us on 88.3 WXUTs. After further review, talking a little bit of soccer or football as in other countries. It's probably one of the most popular sports in the world. And it'll be interesting to see what the U.S. men do on that side. Anyway. Mock draft coming up next. It, now you got how many teams, David? You had to go back and get the mock draft or something like that. Yeah, I got the full. Got the full thirty-two. Okay, the full, whole full thirty-two teams for the mock draft. He did one point about two or three weeks ago. Yeah, I actually caught a little bit of that when I had uh, called in to record with you guys, and he he told me who was going to be going one and two, and we'll find out if it's going to stay the same or if there's a change. Yeah, that's true. We'll we'll see what happens with that one, but actually. We have to talk about this before we get in the mock draft. Short segment on NCAA basketball. So right. we'll do that next. You listen to 88.3 WGTs. After further review, make sure you always check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. WGTs after further review with a picture of Frank Master and the horse's head. Coming up next, NCAA March Madness. <laughs> 